Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 to 20. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 7. What I'm about to share with you, I have not finished digesting it. Okay? It has taken me... Uh, I am still processing it. I've not finished yet. And I believe God will bless you. Quickly. Bow down your head and pray that Father speak to me right now. Begin to pray. Thank you, Father. Father, we give a glory. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, it is just like prophesying. I am going to share with you. It has taken me two, over two months. I still... I'm digesting it, so bear with me. And I'm praying that God will give me utterance. In Matthew chapter 7, the whole chapter was written with a red pen. For those of you who have got the distinctive writings within the fabric of your Bible, black will mean any other person and Red means, you know, it was written by Jesus. The whole chapter was, I think that when you look at the chapters, starting right from the chapter 5 all the way straight to chapter 7. And in the verse number 15, I am not necessarily going to talk about prophet here, but I want to pick something he said to use as a base for this message. It said, beware of false prophet who comes to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are reverence wolf. Then he went on to say that You have the same chapter there. Let me go back to my Bible. And he said that by their fruit. Let me start from NIV. Let me use my NIV. That's what I gave them, but they didn't give me. He said, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from the thorn bushes or fig from the testicles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. These are strong sayings. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire thus by their fruit you will recognize them amen I want to minister on the subjects I've entitled the mystery of the fruit 
Tell your neighbor the mystery of the fruit. The mystery of the word of the fruit. Now he's saying that it will be impossible for a bad fruit to produce a good one, a good fruit. Praise the Lord. I'll jump into worship. Now he's saying here, he said, I want to beg of you, there is something that you need to understand. Jesus told his disciples how to recognize false prophet. Jesus uses a clear parable to teach how they can do this. To recognize false prophets, his disciples will know them by their fruit. Fruit is a metaphor for their works or what they produce. He's not talking about the plant. He's talking about what the plant what produces. After I read the scripture, I understood that it will be very shameful for you to look at a tree and call it a mango tree without mango on it. The only time you are qualified to call orange tree, orange tree, is when you see orange on the tree. It's that by their fruit, you will recognize them. When you see a nice woman who has dressed so beautifully, you can't call her a good woman until you begin to see the fruit that she produces. You can see a nice gentleman standing wearing a nice tie, a nice suit. Please don't rush to call him a good man. You have to wait to see his fruit. Hallelujah. Now, what I want you to understand today, I am referring, it refers to what comes out of their lives. The existence of the plant produces something that is called the fruit. Be with me, I'm going somewhere. A metaphor is a figure of speech in which a word or a phrase is applied to an object action to which it is about to literally that it, it is literally applicable. Now he's trying to tell you I want you to look at a tree and I want you to look at what comes out of the tree that is called a fruit? Christ then further explained the metaphor. He said, graves are not gathered from tongue bushes, nor fake from testers. Then he asked a rhetorical question. He said, are they? Do we pick them from there? The rhetorical answer is no. Neither graves nor faith comes from tongue bushes or testicles. Graves come from grapevine and faith comes from fig tree. Assuming this response, Jesus continued with a straightforward statement. So every good tree bear good fruit. Now, but the bad tree bear what? Bad fruit. I want you to bear with me. I'm just working it out. The good and bad tree represent good and bad men. Or more specifically, true prophet and false prophet. Jesus then stated the inverse 
of the district. A good tree cannot produce a good a, a good tree cannot produce a bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce a good fruit. Praise the Lord. Are we ready to take the journey? Grapes comes from he's just explained it. Now I met a man who made uh let me read what grapes comes from grapevine. Grapevine produces grape because they are they have been programmed by a systematic way of doing things that causes the grapes to be produced. I want you to be with me. I'm going somewhere. Now, when a grape a grape tree or a grapevine produces a grape produces grape, it is not a mystery because that is what they have been programmed to produce. A mango tree, many a times, plant like a plant like mango, has been pro- have been programmed within the fabric of a system that it cannot produce a mango tree because it has not been wired to produce mango. So what the plant does is that it aligns itself to the purpose that have been given to it to make sure that all its activities are cooperatively exerted within the tree and what comes out of that perfection application, it produces the mango. So the mango is the, is the, is the outcome of applied systems that you may not necessarily know but you may know more about the fruit than knowing more about a mango tree. I want you to be with me here. Now, most of you sit out here, it will surprise you in this country, for instance, um, there are most people here who have never seen, a, what do you call it, uh, who have not seen uh, a purple tree, papaya, or what do you call it. Now, a, a purple tree, most often, people enjoy the fruit without knowing the tree. Well, I'm going somewhere. This is, I'm, I'm taking time to bed at half p.m. Now, people know of the mango tree and not, people know about the mango fruit and not know about the mango tree. I want you to be with, I'm working something here. A man by name Mokokoma. I will leave the surname if the first name is like this. Hallelujah. <laughs> I wish I would have. It's a plant are more conscious than almost all human beings. An orange tree would rather die than produce lemons. Whereas instead of dying, the average person would rather be someone they are not. Unquote. Uh, I told you it took me time. Let me work it out. Now, what it's trying to say here is that the mango tree have been programmed, regardless of how nice he is, he can never produce orange. Now, men have been created with a high level of multifacetedness. We have many sides of ours that can produce many fruit. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it said, As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so there is something about you 
There is a fruit about you that when you apply the right applications into your life, it begins to show forth that fruit. You have not been automated to just produce one fruit. You have been produced, you have been created in the image of God to show forth the glory of God. The word glory is understated because most of us don't know what glory means. The word glory means the highest or the peak beauty of anything is what we call glory. The Bible says he is glorious in holiness. So the biggest level of beauty is what? Glorious. Praise God. I want to share with you a few things about the fruit. Fruit few says. Fruit make you strong. Fruit, it makes you all strong. The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Okay? I am telling you that anything you do in this world, anything we are seeing is a fruit. Anything you are seeing, the way you saw the drama playing, you are not seeing the tree, you are seeing the fruit. The tree over here, when I talk about the f- a tree figuratively or metaphorically, what I'm replying to is anything that is done to show for something that looks beautiful. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit. It's a love, it's a fruit in season at all time. It's a the fruit derived from labor is one of the sweetest pleasures. It said, when eating the fruit, think of the person who planted the tree. It is very unlikely have I eaten banana from Tesco that I've even imagined in any part of my brain that who planted this banana. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Your life is the fruit of your own doing. You have no one to all to blame but yourself. Praise the Lord. Fruit makes you all strong. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. He said, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. He said, for whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he reap. It's a system. Come on, say a system. So this system is trying to say that don't bother to pray. I don't know. I don't know. I see a lot of Christians who say that the grace of God is sufficient for them. That until I met a scripture, that made me realize that the more I study God, the more my grace also increased. It said, be ye increased through the knowledge of the word, of the Holy One. So the more you want to increase in grace, the more you study about what? About God. I'm going somewhere. It said, whatsoever you will sow, you will reap. I want to bet somebody here. I was listening. Somebody sent me a video. And the person didn't know what I was thinking about. And this video was about Thomas, Thomas Dake. T.D. Dake's. He said, 
he said in, a, in, a, in an interview, he said, I didn't want to have a big church. But rather, I just wanted to be effective. Now we are going somewhere. Then he says something that to be famous is the consequences of being what? Effective. Don't desire, don't be so, don't be so anxious. Don't be so aggressive wanting to have a fruit. The fruit, you don't necessarily need to do much to get a fruit. No, let me reframe it. Don't, listen, let me say this to you. Anytime you plant, okay. You know nowadays we have chicken. The chicken we have now are not like the Old Testament ones. Okay, the chicken you have nowadays is not like the Old Testament one. The reason being that in, in, the, in the 80s and 70s, I'm very young, so please bear with me. In the early 90s and 70s where we see the, the chicken around and they lay eggs. They don't lay eggs every two minutes. When it is time for them to lay eggs, they lay eggs periodically and they lay, they, lay, they lay sensible eggs. Not 200 at a time. The maximum you get is about 13 or 14, 15 they are about. And when you taste, because the essence of railing those animals in those days was not necessarily, I, I know we, we like the meat, but it was not focused too much on the eggs. Uh, and that is why sometimes when you tend to have a pet, uh, sorry, I'm, I said a pet, and I can't make my statement again, sorry. Uh, when, you, when you have, when you, now I can't, I've mentioned pet, if I say anything about it, you know what I mean. So I have to change it. When you focus too much on the egg, and all you want is the egg, the eggs you produce will not be healthy. It is better for them, for the, for the, in the poultry farm, now we have people who, whose focus is just the egg. And because they want the egg, they don't treat the chickens properly. Therefore, they abuse and give the chicken food that are not healthy. And what comes out of them, which is the egg, automatically doesn't become healthy. But if you take time to nurture the chicken and not be worried so much, but you focus on the chicken. And when you focus so much on the chicken, the chicken system has been built in such a way that it is not ingratitude, it is not selfish, but he will glorify everything you have placed in it and produce a healthy egg. I'm going somewhere. It's a big break. Let's, let's go back. Most of the time, the things, activities that are employed to get wonderful and desirous fruit are mostly not seen or heard about. Now, Paul is talking and he says that Paul planted, Apollos watered, but it is God who brings the war, the increase. There are three things involved. So you have the, I'm not going, I'll talk about the mystery of the seed later on. But what I want you to understand is that when you plant a seed, you have to water it. You have to do so much to it. And everything you are doing is purposely targeted 
for you at the end of the day to get a fruit. But the things that you do to produce the fruit are not seen, but we can see them when we taste the fruit. If you have tried so, okay. So this brother here playing the drums, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not really bothered so much about what he has done before he sat behind the drum. But everything that he has done, if it is rightly done, I want to see something beautiful than something ugly. Now, somebody sit behind the drum and doesn't play well. And we blame what we are seeing, which is the fruit. Don't blame the quality of the fruit. What you need to blame is that which you cannot see. Let me go back. The fruit goes far than the tree. In other words, the fruit is celebrated more than the tree. My dad has never come to the UK before. But his fruit is in the Listen, where you will go as a fruit. When I talk about the fruit, I'm talking about the labor you have labored in something. To come out as something to be desirable. That is what I'm calling the world. The fruit. He said, put all your energy on the tree. And the tree will make sure you get a good fruit. Anytime you focus too much on the fruit, then focusing on what, what produces the fruit, it mostly affects the quality of the fruit. Praise the Lord. I want to, today I want to just talk briefly about the things that makes the fruit to become attractive. Are you ready? The things that makes it to be all attractive. The things that makes it desirable. The things that makes it... Uh, give me a word. The things that makes it more palatable. The things that makes it look exciting. Praise the Lord. Are you ready for the first one? Anything you have ever seen in your life. Recently. Sometimes I saw, Recently there was a, a guy. Who had a phone. And left the phone in a shop. He was called. I think he has got a phone like mine. He was called back to tell him, please come and pick your phone. Then I was, the guy was asking himself, why are they telling me to come and pick my phone? Then later on, he went to a phone shop just to ask the guy and said, how much do you think you can buy this phone? The guy nearly told him, we stopped buying such phones. Then he understood. But if you get a phone like the one I saw recently, in our men's meeting, even if you don't leave it, somebody will pick it from your pocket. Hallelujah. Anything that looks beautiful, 
This ingredient I'm talking about, if you want to become desirable, if you want to become if you want to become attractive, if you want people to look out for you and pay more for you, if you don't have this ingredient, you can never become that type. You can never become that type. The first one, I know you know, but I want to draw your mind to it. It is not by prayer. Prayer doesn't do what prayer does. Prayer is a catalyst. It enhances the reaction. Do you think I'm preaching this message because I prayed? No. Prayer is playing a role. But there is a part of the the process that can never be productive. If you times hundred or thousand by zero. Will it give you thousand? Prayer is a multiplier. The first thing I want to talk about briefly in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Is that if you want to become attractive, if you want men as a woman to want to marry you, if you want your husband to be the husband, husbands, listen, there are things you are seeing in me today. They were not gotten today. They were employed in me in the past. And that is what makes me to become more receptive. Number one, are you ready for it? Anybody, this brother playing the keyboard without that ingredient, he can't play the keyboard like this. He, you will not. If I tell you what it is, and you tell me you didn't have it and you can't play it like this, I'll put my, my mic down. The first thing to bring you to the place of attractiveness, without which you can never become attractive. And that is what the seed did in the soil. When the seed, mango seed, was put in the soil, it had to do one thing first, or second, or third. The first thing it did, he said, I want to, I want, I want, I could have been somewhere else, but today I've been put in the soil. The first thing I need, or the second thing, third thing I need, one of the things that will make me bear fruit and good fruit for many to hear about mango. It's what we call commitment. Brother, would you have played the keyboard like this without commitment? The problem of the church is we have become too spiritual. But I don't understand which part of the spirituality takes away the spirit of commitment. Commitment is a state and the quality of being dedicated to the cause or activity. An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Willingness to give yourself energy to one activity, to something you are doing. If you want to become wonderful, if you want to become gracious, if you want to become attractive, if you are going to become, if you are going to be, people will pay more for your value. How are you committed to what you are doing? Commitment is a state of being where you said you will be. I wrote something here. Is that commitment is that which causes you to distract every distraction in your life in order to focus on the course of action. The biggest commitment you must keep is yourself. 
It's what we call the self-commitment. When you make commitment, this was said by John C. Maxwell. He said, when you make commit a commitment, you create hope. When you keep a commitment, you create trust. Unquote. Praise the Lord. Commitment is what transforms a promise into a reality. Said by Abraham Lincoln. I like it so much. When I said something, commitment requires self-discipline, which is a price many aren't ready to learn. Precious one, if you want to become attractive, if you want to go far in life, organizations are looking for fruits. They are looking for people who have labored. They are looking for people when they click. There is a lady I met some time ago. And this lady came to a place where there was a bit of cleaning to be done. After she finished cleaning the place, everybody asks, who cleaned this place? It is by commitment. My precious one, my question to you today is that what do you want people to like what do you want people to fight for what do you want people to pay high price for commit to it and you will see it increase and blossoming there are things that only comes to us because we are committed commitment is the key that changes situation most often it is a lack of commitment that causes us to fail in the place we should have succeeded in there are things there are certain battles in our life that the only way we can fight them is when we commit anyone who commit to you to fulfill divine at this one is powerful i wrote this out i said anyone who commits to you to fulfill a divine assignment or purpose and you abuse that individual or take advantage of that person, the God of that purpose will deal with you. Praise the Lord. The reason why people are not committed is that what, how about when the seed was put in the soil? If the seed says, I am not going to do anything about this, I'm not going to commit to this soil, all I am going to do is I'm going to waste myself, I'm going to waste my time, and I believe that there is no hope for me because I don't think the, 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 the fruit will come on this plant because this place is too dry. Whatever is going on around here, I don't think I will be able to bear fruit. Therefore, I am going to be useless in this soil precious one it will not bear fruit one thing you need to know is that when you apply yourself properly in the things that are right god will find a way to bring you to the place of righteousness now i am i have so many friends lady friends who are telling me young guys are also saying what is about what is this about this point how will i keep my chastity how will i keep my holiness in the old in the in the, in the past brother edward will tell you he met somebody who was 73 he said that person was a young person according to him yes i believe it but i promise you back in the 90s there were times when young guys we used to brag about how much we have kept our 
ourselves. But in this generation, we find ourselves. If you even tell your friends you are virgin, they begin to laugh at you as if there is something wrong with you. Why? Because we have been brought in the place, in the generation in which we are in. Many are not committed to the thing that will bring righteousness, to the thing that will bring us to the place of glory. Every now and then when you meet young people, they want to talk about what they are doing wrong that is making them shine. But I came to tell somebody under the sound of my voice, when we commit to the things of God, like the same way the plant commit to the soil, to make sure that the mango tree will come in our generation for us to enjoy the pleasure of the fruit. I promise you today, it's a trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And I say to somebody under the sound of my voice, when you do that, the Bible said he will direct your path. I came to tell somebody maybe you are exerting too much. You are sacrificing too much. I wrote something down here. If you are ready to commit, then be ready to sacrifice. There is no commitment without any sacrifice. It is your sacrifice that creates room for you to commit. I pray over the life of somebody that God will give you the strength to sacrifice in the place where you need to commit. Come on, tell your neighbor, get committed. Oh, you want it. You want to shine. I always say that you Boots is my favorite sportsman. He said, I love to run. I like to win. But they said, when you stop running, what would you enjoy to do? He said, there are some food I want to eat. But because I want to be the number one, I cannot eat those food because I want to be the number one. If you want to commit to something, you cannot do what the others who are not committed to anything uh, do. Why? Because when you are committed, uh, it deprives you of other things uh, in order for you to focus. Uh, the problem with the church today uh, is that we want to do what the unbelievers are doing uh, in order for us to enjoy what God said we will enjoy. It cannot be possible. Come on, tell your neighbor, so never possible. Uh, every now and then when I met people who are for sale uh, I want to ask them uh, I said I want to become like great people uh, greatness is everywhere uh, greatness is a price you pay uh, the mango tree you are enjoying um, precious one when you go to Tesco uh, there is a great portion um, that has been given to fruit uh, anytime you see a fruit uh, you have to know that somebody uh, has sacrificed something uh, Tell your neighbor it is time for you to sacrifice something. Oh, you don't understand this. You don't understand this. I remember my late mom. Uh, I wish I can go some way, but uh, my late man made me understand. There was a story I heard, uh, and this is a true story. And this lady, this lady, uh, was was really troubled, and 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 she ran straight to the mom. So she went straight to the mom and she was complaining that 
Uh, I saw something I shouldn't have seen in my husband's pocket. I saw something in my husband's pocket. Uh, I want you to imagine what she saw in the pocket. And, 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 and what, what happened is that I am not encouraging promiscuity, but this, let me tell you the true story. Now, this lady, what he did, she did, was went straight to the mother. When she went straight to the mother, the mother said, why are you back? You shouldn't be back here. You have to stay in your husband's home. He said, mom, you don't know what he did. He said, sit down, tell me what he did. He said, I just saw, I wish he did. Uh, for the sake of the, I, I, you know, I just saw a condiment. And, and I, I think... I need to end this relationship because I think he's not going anywhere with me. He's becoming unfaithful. Uh, and, and, and mom says, sit down. And, and, and he says, sit, sit, sit quietly. He said, you just saw that and you want to run out of marriage. He said, yes, I've had enough of this. This all night. Mom said, if I have done the same thing you have done, I don't think you have somebody to bring you up in your father's home. And the girl became confused. He said, Mother, what are you talking about? He said, You are lucky you saw that in the pocket. But one time I went out and I came from work. When I came back toiling the whole day and toiling, suffering so much to make ends meet for the family. When I came back home, I came to meet your, ma- your father, enjoying himself with another lady. But I didn't leave the marriage. Why? Because I said, if I leave the marriage, I put your life into trouble. Then the lady was quiet. He said, the things we have done to make the things become so nice outside that you know not what we put inside to make it look glorious. In the generation in which we find ourselves is that nobody wants to pay a price. Nobody wants to sacrifice. It is a time for us to commit. It was so good that Jesus was a man of commitment. You are seated here under the sound of my voice. He said, though, he said, the righteous shall fall seven times. He will rise up again. Why? Because thou is not your portion. I like it so much. I heard about the story. The young girl went to school, wrote one exam, and didn't do well in that exam, and said, I want to give up. The father said, You can't give up. Huh? If you have come this far to get that course, um, whatever it takes, you can succeed. Huh? I remember when I was doing my driving test, uh, I sat behind the steering wheel, uh, and, the, and the, my instructor told me, Change the gear, uh, look forward, uh, at the same time, look at your side mirror, at the same time, look at your left and right i said how can this be that i can do all of this and still control the steering wheel there was one thing i told myself there was one thing i remembered i said that young one whilst i was contemplating about this thing i saw a young lady a young guy riding driving a car i said to myself if there is somebody who is not clever if there is some everybody in this world if we align all of us and this all of all the people who are driving it does it mean that they are more sensible than me 
Does it mean they are more clever than me? I said to myself, I need to try to move to my next level. Whatever it takes for me to succeed, if I have to wake up in the morning, I will wake up in the morning. Those were the days when I will get up early in the morning around 4 a.m. and I will be getting down and I'll be driving. And I'll be driving. There were times I'd get to the traffic light and it is showing red and I stop. There are times it turns red, it turns green, but the car is not moving. But in my head, I want to move the car. The more I try to move it, change the gear, the car is not moving. There are times when it changes to red. That is when the car wants to move. I said to myself, I cannot allow myself not to drive. I started practicing day and night. I said I will not give up until I master it. Somebody hearing the sound of my voice, it is not time for you to change course. It is time for you to commit to a course. And when you commit to it, the God who rewards, he will reward somebody under the sound of my voice. Come on, tell your neighbor, commit to it. The last text. I want to tell you why you have to commit to it. In John chapter 15, verse 5 to 8, it said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear my fruit. He said, I tell somebody under the sound of my voice. He said, I should tell you. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I remain remain in him he will bear my fruit apart from me you can do nothing it means that my production it means my fruitfulness is subjected on my ability to commit to the things it may be hard but I promise you if you commit to it that which was difficult will become easy because what makes it become easy is the spirit of commitment I prophesy upon your life you are receiving grace to commit in the name of Jesus you don't understand I remember I was teaching I was teaching in school I taught in many schools I promise you I taught in Malo Academy and I promise you there was a time I was teaching and the head teacher the deputy head was passing around and he watched in the class saw the class quiet and he went to call the other deputy he said come and look at this teacher he's doing magic here he's tired how can he do that it looked like the children are quiet when they are in this class I remember a friend of mine said to me he entered into my year 7 class he said this class is the best students, the best class in the school, I said to him you don't know, you don't understand it, there was a time I was off and they gave him the same class, when they gave him the same class, he said I have never seen a class like this class, it is the most terrible class, precious one what helped me to break through is the spirit of commitment if I remember there were times when I will be sleeping on my bed and I would check up and I will be having a flashback dream about some of the students who troubled me but because I didn't give up sometimes having options is a distraction sometimes having options is a distraction but if there is one door to go through and that door is shut you will exert all your energy on it the reason why your life has not been bettered it's not because 
God is on your side. But because you have become too soft, you have become too soft. You are giving up so quickly. You are rejecting your others too quickly. It is about time you rise up and commit to the things that you know will produce result. He said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, I don't know how long it has taken. He said, I should tell you, it shall be well with you. Ah, come on, tell your neighbor, it shall be well with you. You don't understand. The first time you cook that rice, it didn't become nice as mummies. It doesn't mean you cannot cook rice. It doesn't mean you can never cook rice. The last time you cleaned the bathroom and it didn't look so sparkling like daddy, it doesn't mean that yours will not look sparkling. But the spirit of commitment is that which brings out what you know not is in you until you commit. I pray over your life today. There is something in you. There is greatness in you. The Bible say to end it, there was a time in the life of Jesus he did not understand the extent to which God was ready to raise him up. My Bible said, he said, I will commit to the death. He said, I will die on the cross. But the Bible said when he died, he died. The word die is a spirit of commitment. He died to the cross. And my Bible said, on the third day that could not hold him captive I came to tell somebody when you walk with the Lord in the light of his word what a glory he shares on your way I know it may be delayed but if you don't give up if you don't get back I pray over your life you will see the salvation of God I pray for somebody today the spirit of commitment that makes one attractive is coming upon you in the name of Jesus you want to give up <laughs> you have options you have what <laughs> you are joking you cannot back out you cannot what back out. when I was driving I fell at the runabout I said runabout you will not disqualify me I remember, let me have the communion leaders. I remember there was a time. The only things I can share with you are the things of experience. I wrote one exam seven times. There was a time I fasted and I prayed. I went to write the exam. I still failed. I wrote it how many times? Seven. There was a time I went for remarking. There were two papers, A and B, to make it the complete paper. When I went for remarking on paper one, they gave me one mark. I, I was left with two. I was left with two marks to pass. Paper one, they went for re, when I went for remarking, they gave me the one mark. They said there was a one mark somewhere, but the paper two, there is no one anywhere. So we are, if we fail you on two and you didn't agree. This time we are failing you on one mark. I failed on that paper. But I didn't give up. I didn't want. Listen to me. Let me say this well. Anything you have seen that is nice. There was a price that was paid. One of the price is commitment.
if you want to go far and you don't have this you will stay where you are if we want to get our own place of worship it is commitment that makes you feel like there is nowhere to go but you are waiting in the place of purpose today the one who showed me how to commit is Jesus he's the one who can cause you to commit and he will tell you not to go out of the place of commitment we are coming to have our communion it is my prayer that the spirit of commitment will come over your life I pray for you that the strength to press on in the place you feel like giving up may his strength be made perfect in your weakness in the name of Jesus may the Lord strengthen you may the Lord empower you to commit to that which carries your destiny in the name of Jesus we call it done amen God will be made available to you the wine signifies spiritual vitality. I pray for you that the strength of God will come over you. Amen. That you will receive the strength to run through a troop. Amen. Run, limp over walls. You will not be limited. Amen. The spirit of the fruit, the mystery of fruitfulness will manifest in everything concerning you. In Jesus name. I want you to begin to pray.